Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Overturning the 2015 Obergefell same-sex marriage opinion could, in fact, be on the horizon. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, I think, Matt, we, uh, in some, some of the, just like some of the other subjects, I think we're kind of leading the way on this messaging and opening people's yeah, eyes are. about this could actually be coming soon. Liberty <laughs> Council has been leading the way on so many things. We led the way on the church closings. We led mm. the way on the forced Shot vaccine mandates, mandates yeah. on the military cases and so many other things on the vaccine passports, you name it. We have been leading the way on that. But we also led the way on this. Nobody else came out and messaged uh, like we do. And we did on this and are continuing to do with regards to this whole this uh, disrespect or what it's technically called respect for marriage act. It was H.R. 8404. It was passed by Congress and signed by Joe Biden, uh, and they celebrated. Horrendous, horrendous. They celebrated decision. at the White House. They bathed the White House in rainbow colors in the evening, and during the day, they invited a couple of drag queens that perform in front of kids. This is how they celebrate. They're so happy about this. But you know what? The celebration they can celebrate now, but their celebration is going to be short-lived because uh, this particular Respect for Marriage Act that's now law could be the undoing, I think will be the undoing, of the 2015 Obergefell. So if you go back historically, prior to 2015, Liberty Council was very, very involved in defending marriage. It goes back to 2004, and we were involved in the very first litigation involving then-Mayor Gavin Newsom of San Francisco when he started to issue same-sex marriage licenses. We filed suit. We won that case. Then there was litigation that popped up all over the United States uh, in various challenges. We won at least, we, di we didn't lose a single case except for one, and we ended up winning that one eventually. But we won 50 to 60 cases, case after case after case after case. The only one that we lost before the Burgerfeld decision was California uh, with regards to a four to three decision at the California Supreme Court, but we were involved in Proposition 22, which was the marriage amendment, and that passed and it overruled the California State Supreme Court within about six months or less. So even that case was an ultimate victory. In fact, it was a greater victory, but then the Obergefell decision came up. We filed an amicus brief on it, it wasn't our case directly, and to the surprise of so many, 5-4 decision ultimately ruled that there was a so-called constitutional right to same-sex marriage and struck down the marriage laws of all these other states. But, you know, it was interesting. I mean, even the dissent, and you never know with Chief Justice John Roberts which way he's going to go, left or right. On this particular one, he had a strong right opinion when he said today, however, the court takes the extraordinary step of ordering every state to license and recognize same-sex marriage. Many people will rejoice at this decision, and I begrudge none their celebration. But for those who believe in a government of laws, not of men, the majority's approach is deeply disheartening. 
five lawyers have closed the debate and enacted their own vision of marriage as a matter of constitutional law. He goes on to say so, that the majority's decision is an act of will, not of legal judgment. The, the right it announces has no basis in the Constitution or this court's precedence. And he goes on to criticize a very strongly written dissent. He never refers mm -hmm. to the five as the majority. He never refers to them as justices. That's he very refers strong. to them yeah. as lawyers, five lawyers. But it's interesting because the court is different now. And so that also helps set the stage for overturning Obergefell. Yeah, there's three uh, individuals that are no longer on the court at that time that were part of the court. And uh, you obviously have um, Kennedy, you have Breyer, and you have Ginsburg, no longer on there. Mm -hmm. So three of the five are gone. The only two left that were on that panel back then is Kagan and Sotomayor. And I believe Justice Thomas has kind of telegraphed that they need to revisit Obergefell, right? Yeah, so you already have three dissenters that are still on the court, which would be Chief Justice John Roberts, Justice Alito, Justice Thomas. And Justice Thomas has already telegraphed, along with Alito, that Obergefell ought to be reconsidered. And he did that twice. He did that in a petition for cert in our case with Kim Davis. And he also did this in the Dobbs decision mm -hmm. when it was released on June 24, 2022, saying that it has no basis in the Constitution. And he's correct. So we're still fighting on behalf of Kim Davis, the former Kentucky County clerk who would not sign the licenses for same-sex marriages. So that is still going on. Yeah, the, the foundation of a Burgerfell is just as weak, if not more so, than Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade never had any constitutional foundation. Justice Alito wrote that majority opinion in 2022, saying it was egregiously wrong from the start. So was a Burgerfell in 2015. So the merits of attacking a Burgerfell is pretty easy. It has no basis in any of the court's precedents at all. It just doesn't fit any of them. And that's what Chief Justice John Roberts so strongly pointed out in his dissent. So attacking it is the easy part. But the harder part is the public policy. Now that you strike it down, what do you do with all those people that have marriage licenses? Well, before I answer that question, let's go back a little bit. There's a 2013 case, and it deals with the then Defense of Marriage Act, which the Respect for Marriage Act has now repealed. There were two parts of the Defense of Marriage Act. The first part said that marriage is the union of one man and one woman, and it set that definition for all the states. The second part said that one state does not have to recognize the marriage of a same-sex couple from another state. The first part of that particular law was before the United States Supreme Court in 2013 in the case of United States versus Windsor. That particular decision struck down the first part of the Defense of Marriage Act that defined marriage for all the states as the union of one man and one woman. The court found that domestic relations and the definition of marriage is, quote, an area that has long been regarded as virtually exclusive province of the states. Uh, in other words, the states, not the federal government, have the sole right to regulate and even define marriage. Hmm. So it struck it down. So consequently, the Respect for Marriage Act cannot define marriage as same-sex marriage for all the states. There's already a clear constitutional decision on that point. But what does it do? It says that one state has to recognize another state's marriage, which would include same-sex marriage. 
So what that means is before 2015, you had Massachusetts was the first state that recognized same-sex marriage. So, for example, now we go back to the Supreme Court and we get a Burgerfell overturn. I think the merits of that argument is straightforward. It has no basis in the Constitution. The problem that we had up until this, and I think this is an unintended consequence of those who supported this law, so rejoice now, but you're not going to be celebrating later. You know, and I also, bottom line, God will not be mocked. Well, I mean, that's he true. He's the creator of marriage, the foundation of our society of one man and one woman together. He will not be mocked. That's true. And so now this particular decision, though, they think there's a big victory, is going to be the undoing of the Obergefell same-sex marriage opinion because the big argument was not whether it's constitutional or not. That's a pretty simple argument. It's not constitutional, not no. rooted in the Constitution. The biggest argument was now that the Supreme Court were to overturn a Burgerfell, what happens to all those people who have marriage licenses that relied upon the 2015 Obergefell decision? What happens to them? Do they just get dissolved? Are they no good anymore? What happens to property? What happens to wills, trust, estates? What happens to custody? What happens to all these things? What happens to joint income tax returns? Under the Respect for Marriage Act, those individuals up until the decision is overturned, say it's overturned this year or next year, whenever it is, all those people who have, quote, same-sex marriage licenses, they're sort of grandfathered in because then they go to another state, they have to be recognized. I already have a marriage license from a state. They're grandfathered in. Now the Supreme Court strikes it down. The states are free, just like abortion, to return back to where they were before 2015 and have laws that define marriage as a union of one man and one woman. In other words, they can stop the same-sex marriages going forward, and there's nothing that the Respect for Marriage Act can do. It cannot force continual same-sex marriage licenses to continue. Now, how do we get it overturned? You mentioned Kim Davis, mm -hmm. our Kim Davis case, The how ironic it would be, and I believe it's highly possible, the first person to ever be arrested following the Obergefell case, who was a clerk in Kentucky, refused to issue same-sex marriage licenses, could be the catalyst, could be the case that goes back to the Supreme Court to overturn this awful, unconstitutional 2015 Obergefell decision. Pray for that pray, case, yeah. because I believe that's true. Overturning Obergefell could indeed, I believe, is on the horizon. For more information, visit lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.